Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Hello everyone, I'm Annette McCoy coming to you from a very wet Melbourne down in Australia. I wonder where you are. Wherever you are, thank you for taking the time to join me this morning. I'm sure that you are going to enjoy yourself. And before I introduce our guest today, Will Pye, I just want to remind you about all of the shows that are on Angel Heart Radio. We have Deb Goldberg, who is on every Friday morning, my time, which equates to Thursday late afternoon or evening in the USA and early morning on or very, very early morning in uh, the UK and Europe. So, Wherever you are, there's always something happening on Angel Heart Radio. As our regular listeners know, we're also connected to United Intentions Radio. And we bring some of their shows. They take some of our shows. And, of course, if you go to angelheartradio.com, you can choose any number of shows. Anaya Joy Lily, the founder of Angel Heart Radio is bringing the Archangel series once a month with Lisa and another lovely lady. You might have missed the ones that they've already broadcast. Go to angelheartradio.com and you can catch up and then be ready for the next one. Well, without any more ado, let me introduce Will Pye, a fascinating younger man who has embraced not only a dis-ease, but has embraced gratitude and wow, it has changed his life and we're going to be talking about how it can change your life. Are you grateful. I am. I'm incredibly grateful to have Will with me today. Thank you, Will, for joining me on Angel Heart Radio. It's great to be here, Annette. Thanks for having me. Well, my pleasure. Your story fascinates me, and of course, you have um, noted that, or what's retold it in your book, Embracing Brain Cancer. Da 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 da. It's quite a long title, isn't it? Yeah, well, the title is Blessed with a Brain Shimmer, realizing it's all gift and, and learning to receive. Thank you. I had that confused, didn't I? I'm sorry about that. 
blessed right. with a brain tuner, tumor. So therefore, you're showing gratitude there and then. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the really curious aspects of the experience when I was diagnosed uh, about five years ago now. The experience unfolded with an absence of any stress or suffering and a, a sense actually of opportunity and joy. Um, and there was, of course, a great gratitude that I would be experiencing such a bit of news, uh, such a life-changing mm. diagnosis in this way. Right. And so now you're wanting through that experience, you're wanting to share with other people and encourage us to look at our lives in perhaps a different way to what we have been up until now. Yeah, for sure. One of the aspects of that experience, I already asked myself, what was the key to this? What allowed me to have that experience without any stress and suffering? And how can I share that in such a way that it's useful for others, not with uh, big stuff necessarily, such as brain tumors and brain cancer only, but just in general in life? How is it possible to live without suffering? How is it possible to live in joy and to find the opportunity in, in all that we face? And, and gratitude is the, the key element of that for me. Indeed. Now, that's what, excuse me, I'm going to oh, cough, cough, cough. Um, you have a wonderful website, willpie.com, and there you talk about radical gratitude. And I like a couple of the quotes that are there. Uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at, change and that really sums up your attitude to your brain tumor yeah absolutely that, that quote's a great quote it's been attributed to so many different people i think wayne dyer is often uh, attributed to have said that um before wayne dyer said it uh max planck said it the founding mm -hmm. father of quantum mechanics and before that the Tao Te ching said it so it's really pointing to something quite fundamental, I believe, about our co-creative nature, the way that we, through our perceiving and our languaging and our viewing, are actually creating reality in a very real and immediate way. If we look outside mm -hmm. today, for example, and see, see the rain and say, oh, no, it's raining, that's how terrible, mm -hmm. then we, we create the experience of rain being bad and, and so on. Um, if we look outside and see the rain and the light shining off it and the delight of that and get excited about the river going to be even more beautiful and high and, of course, the, the value of that water for our well-being, we have an entirely different experience. So a, a small example of how a shift in perspective changes our experience of reality entirely. Indeed, yes. And it's so... True. I remember one summer when there was uh, rain down in Hobart. I was attending something and the participants were saying, oh, it's raining and making a big deal out of it. Whereas we'd had a drought and it was like, excuse me, this rain is wonderful. So it yeah. does depend, doesn't it? This morning, I must Absolutely. admit, because it was raining, I chose not to go for my morning walk. And I smile because in the past I've just simply put on a, on a um, coat and out I've gone this morning. I went, oh, no, maybe 
use the time to read or whatever. So we have choices, don't we, about how we look at our life. We do. And for for me, one of the fundamental choices that I made a long time ago is to, uh, and really it's based upon a, a belief that everything that's happening is an opportunity for growth. For me, that is our function, reason for being in this world is, is to grow and expand. And um, once I'd made that choice to see everything in this way, of course, I experienced everything this way. And that ranged from um, yeah, pretty brutal family breakup as a young boy to um, addictions to suicidal despair. And then really the sort of uh, the cherry on the cake brain cancer yeah. when I was 31 and uh, experiencing that with um, a, a real sense of opportunity because I knew that the smaller stuff had offered potential for growth. And this was a relatively big thing, you know, a life-threatening thing. Mm -hmm. And as such, it really had a huge amount of potential for transformation. And that's certainly how it proved to be as well. Indeed. So what came first, your mentoring and speaking or the brain tumor? I had been speaking and coaching and mentoring and so on previously, but more in a company, in a, in a corporate setting. I had a fundraising company and really once I'd got that set up and running, um, what I did on a day-to-day -day basis was inspire and motivate and empower and train and educate my, my personnel, my guys at work. So in a sense, I've always been doing it. However, mentoring and speaking and coaching about what I love which is transformation, healing, awakening, the nature of consciousness, the nature of reality, uh, that really began in full force after the diagnosis. There was a, a question that came with the diagnosis. It was actually a quote that I read a few days before. And the quote asked, what is important now? So the full quote reads, death is certain, it's timing uncertain. So what is important now? And for me to, to, to live my life purpose to, to contribute, to do what I'm really here to do is, is what's most mm -hmm. important. So I left the company behind and now I've been speaking ar around the world and leading workshops and retreats in the US and Holland and Scotland, England, Australia, and uh, wrote my first book. My second book is on the way. I'm also a, a transformational coach. I lead online courses. It's just a, a completely different life to what I was leading. And certainly mm -hmm. it was the mm -hmm. diagnosis that was the impetus for that. Right. Yes, a catalyst. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm always yeah. aware that there, we, we all seem to have catalysts in our lives. Um, 17 years ago, my husband passed, and that was certainly what catapulted me into mm -hmm. the life that I'm now living. And mm -hmm. so... Yes, that was unexpected um, in some ways. And yes, I was in a situation that I really didn't want to be in. However, mm -hmm. once I accepted what was happening and grateful for everything that I had around me, wow, I can certainly agree with you that it's how we look it's not the experience, it's how we look at it and how we respond to it. 
that yeah, creates exactly our right. reality. Yeah, yeah there's the uh, a fellow William William Shakespeare said nothing is good nor bad, <laughs> only thinking makes it so, and I think this contains that that uh, gem, that pearl that you're pointing us to. Really, it's the story that we're telling. It's the meaning that we're giving to the circumstance, to the event, that actually determines what that circumstance really is. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm wondering whether we have listeners this morning who would like to make comments or maybe ask questions themselves. I'm wondering if you can identify with what Will and I are saying and maybe you've got your own story because let's face it we all do have our own stories and through sharing our stories we're able to help and empower other people the call-in number today is USA 714-583-6858 And if you're unable to call in, you might like to join us in the chat room and share your thoughts there. As Simon is doing, Will, Simon is one of our regular listeners from the UK and he was saying how it was pelting down there a few hours ago. And I'm sure you've travelled to London as I have and England fascinates me. I absolutely adore it. However, the weather, like anywhere else, you can never depend on it. And whether it's um, summer or winter, it's so important to have an umbrella for those uh, showers that, as you say, freshen up the garden. And for me, there's nothing better than being inside and watching a deluge. It, it fascinates me. Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And when God puts on a thunder show, <laughs> thunder and lightning show, wow, they can be so spectacular. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and Simon's saying, a thunderstorm with a spot of flash flooding. And sure, those unexpected storms um, can cause destruction and hardship. The thing is, there's always uh, some good to come out of it. Tragedies or uh, you know flooding, fires, whatever, give people the op- communities the opportunity to come together. And so, whilst yes, on one hand they can be seen as destructive and catastrophic, excuse my language, catastrophic. There is always that silver lining or the nugget of gold. It's simply a, a matter of the way we look at it, as those people have already said. Will, do you have some suggestions for people who might be in even a dark hole at the moment? Because I think of depression, and I know that there are people out there who do um, feel 
depressed and that black dog can seem very, very large. Do you have some suggestions? Yeah, for sure. So depression is something that's been a part of my experience in my life uh, with some frequency. It's been um, particularly in my, my early 20s, but then also in my mid-30s as part of an awakening process. There were some very, very uh, dark times full of despair, full of hopelessness. Um, and what I have found in my own experience, there's a few things that have been very, very powerful. One of them is gratitude as a practice. So to wake each day and to spend a minute or two focusing on that which we are grateful for. Another is exercise. I found that uh, to, to move the body, though it might seem the last thing that we want to do, helps to get the body moving, to get the blood flowing, to get the energy moving. And that could be yoga for one or qigong for another or, or, or cardio, actually going out for a run, going out for a walk. Um, the science tells us that to exercise regularly is a more effective treatment for depression than the majority of antidepressants in most cases. So gratitude is a practice, exercise, human connection, massively important. Again, we might feel like hiding in our room when we are depressed. However, connecting with others, sharing how we are feeling with others, seeking the company of those who are happy rather than uh, only those who are on a similar space in a similar state of depression. And I recall uh, Kirk Douglas, the, the film actor, he was on the chat show many years ago and I recall him being asked how he coped with intense depression and he replied that he started to think of others more so he started to be of service to others and give to others and there's something very powerful in that as 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 social creatures when we contribute to another when we help another when we start to think about how another is feeling rather than how we are feeling we tend to find relief in our own experience and find a little more happiness and joy in our own experience. And probably the last thing I would say on depression that comes to mind is that there's usually, in my experience, two things at core of depression. One is what I would call faulty thinking. So thinking about myself or thinking about the world that is untrue, that is unhelpful, that is judgmental of myself or fearful of the world or doubtful of my place in the world. So to correct the thinking. And the other aspect is a resistance to what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. And so radical gratitude is very much about opening our heart, opening up to what is being felt. If there's sadness there, if there's anger there, actually really allowing ourselves to go into the core of that, to feel that, to let it move through the system. And that undoing of resistance, that undoing of opposing discomfort, paradoxically, in my experience, creates the change that we're looking for. So first thing, if we're depressed, accept fully our experience. Mm. Accept ourselves as we are. And that's a biggie, isn't it? To accept ourselves as we are. To accept mm, yeah. our physical body, to and so 
I because oh, so many of the magazines um, talk about body body image rather than embracing whatever it is or however we are. And sure, we can aspire to change something. However, to accept ourselves in this moment with all of whatever it might be is so important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this was actually how radical gratitude came into being. I didn't call it that at the time, but it was many, many years ago. I was on my knees in a state of great despair and hopelessness. And I'd been trying to push away this pain, this heaviness for so long, really ineffectively. I hadn't been able to push it away. And this counterintuitive idea came into my mind. What would happen if I embraced it? What would happen if I thanked it? And so I I looked at that uh, demon, as it were, that black dog, and I said, thank you. Thank you for being here. And that instantly changed my relationship with that heavy energy. And it's that paradox, again, just to emphasize, what we resist persists. This is a phrase most of us will have heard before. And in the allowing and the accepting of where we are right now, we're supporting things to move. We're actually supporting things to flow. And in my experience, there's an alchemy. There's a wonderful alchemy to this word thank you, to this vibration of gratitude, to bring this to the lower vibration or the higher density aspects of our experience is powerfully transformative right so you're suggesting to acknowledge and be grateful for the fact that I might feel angry or resentful yeah to be at Mm -hmm. peace with anger Mm -hmm. or resentment I would look to allow resentment in particular. I think they're quite different things to to pass through me. Um, But if there's there's anger, uh, one of the common causes of depression is the suppression of anger, the the depression of rage. So if if we're angry about the world or angry about what someone did to us, then get your your, uh, pillow and and give it a good smack and (laughs) have a good scream, have a good shout, Um, Mm -hmm. you know. Best, better, better to do it on the bed or on the pillow than, than to the customer service operator that we speak to or to the, the, <laughs> the, the car driver that we come across. <laughs> so true, so true. The thing is, I sense, is to release it because if we push it down and yet we know that we've felt angry, well, then that is that can cause harm. Whereas, as you say, to scream... <laughs> Um, on our own or um, into a pillow or whatever so that we're releasing it however not at or to somebody else yeah and I think these days we're for sure and we're we're lucky at this time in in, in human history that there are so many transformative uh, trauma releasing stress releasing practices that are available to us breath work being one of them to develop Mm -hmm. the capacity to breathe deeply to use transformational breath or holotropic breath work or whatever it might be to get into touch with those parts of ourselves that we may have pushed down and repressed and uh, 
have a good scream, have a good shout, uh, have a good cry. You know, allow these things to move through our body-mind. Yes. I like the way, Will, that you give us so many suggestions because this is the planet of choice. And people might not be able to, there might not be a yoga class near them or a Tai Chi. I adore both yoga and Tai Chi. It's so peaceful. However, Mm. simple breathing, being aware of our breath. And even in a, if I'm aware that I am becoming um, tense or angry, agitated, to remember to breathe, to consciously breathe in and so to breathe in peace or um, another calming calm whatever word might come to us and then to release through the breath the anger or uh, agitation that we're feeling yeah for sure and meditation of course is available to us wherever we are in in any moment Mm -hmm. to take the time to to be aware of breath to observe breath and to allow the body mind to to come to balance so certainly um i'd place meditation kind of up there with drinking lots of uh good clean clear water it's one of those Mm -hmm. necessary basics that uh, the human body mind requires to to be optimum to be vital to be vibrant to be happy Yes, uh, Don Tolman and his eight aspects of uh, fundamental health, and I'm using different words there. It's uh, clear water, exercise, sunshine, air, which is, of course, the breath, uh, wholesome foods. There's a couple of others in there, and the one that gets to me makes a real impact on me is healthy relationships because yeah. sometimes we have relationships that are impacting on us in an in a unhealthy way and so to be able to sit quietly and to assess where we're at and to look at those different aspects you know do we take in sunshine every day when possible I mean the sun is there whether there's cloud in the sky or not Um, are we out are we grateful for the sunshine you know I like the way that you I was just going to say if we're in a a cloudy Melbourne or or a cloudy UK then make sure we're taking some D3 supplement to, to get that vitamin D if the sun's not there for us right Okay, and when it's there, make sure that we are out in it. Uh, Don's gorgeous because he talks about how the sun is not there to harm us. In actual fact, it's it's healing, and it's how we use the sun. You know, are we wearing a sun hat uh, if we're out there for hours on end? But it really is important for us to get some whenever possible. Uh, and exercise no we can exercise how often do we think to simply stretch before we get out of bed of a morning 
know, to wake up and be able to stretch. Go for that walk, you know, and and to take in our surroundings when we are going for a walk. I must admit, sometimes I tend to be focused. I can have the blinkers on rather than looking around me and listening to the sounds that are around me. The birds, bird song is so cheerful. It's beautiful. That reminds me of a, an exquisite experience I had in, in the UK. I was back uh, visiting my family and I was out walking in amongst the fields and I noticed that I was walking really purposefully as if I was going somewhere and I wasn't. I was just walking for the enjoyment and, and noticing this uh, sort of tension. I just softened and relaxed and slowed down. And just a few seconds later, I saw a little um, baby fox playing around, oh. two baby foxes. And so I, I moved very slowly. And the next hour unfolded um, with five baby foxes playing with themselves in no more than seven, eight, nine meters away. I could see mum uh, over there as well. And it was just an absolutely exquisite experience that, of course, if I had continued in my striding, purposeful, getting somewhere mm. sort of state of mind, I would have likely disturbed and not experienced at all. So it was such a powerful reminder that uh, our state of being, our way of uh, consciousness, determines our experience to a large extent. Uh, yeah, so mm. slow, slow down and, as you say, enjoy, enjoy the walk, enjoy the birdsong. Indeed. Simon has reminded me of a CD I have of thunderstorms uh, because he was saying how he loves to listen to his M3, MP3 of rain and thunder. It helps him sleep. That's another thing, Will, is you know, how do we prepare for sleep at night? There might be people who uh, have trouble sleeping listening to us today and again we have lots of choices of how we can prepare for sleep you know how do we uh, tune out if you like rather than listening to the mind chatter that quite often can disturb a night's sleep yeah I think that time before we go to bed is is so important that the, the time just before and the time afterwards indeed and for me i will uh not not 100 percent. sometimes i slip but i'll do my very best to ensure i don't have any any blue screen any any iphone or or, or tv or computer um at least half an hour before i go to bed and also uh no so i, I tend to go to bed about nine o'clock i'll make sure i don't uh go online have any Wi-Fi or blue screen after 8.30. And I'll also generally have eaten by 7.30. So by the time it gets to mm -hmm. 9 o'clock, digestion's just about complete. The eyes are relaxed. Um, and having got up at 5 o'clock or 4.30, mm. um, I'll be ready for sleep. And I'm ready to, mm. uh, to, to hit the hay, as we say. Right. So that 
I remember now that was one of Don Tolman's eight um, essentials for a healthy life was sleep, making sure yeah. that we have enough. And I must admit, I'm a bit of a night owl. And so then the thing is, I get up early and go for a walk most mornings. So it's interesting to have a look and see where we can improve uh, our own health through our practices. Yeah, for sure. I've actually got a, a course happening right now that, that speaks very much to this. It's called Living Impeccably. And anyone that checks out my website under under services, they'll see this there. It's about really taking care of those details that we're exploring, taking care of the sleep, taking care of the exercise, doing all the things that are really an expression of self-love, an expression of self-care, uh, the, the gratitude practice, whatever it might be for us individually. And uh, the whole idea of the course is to, to do this for a year and see what happens. To, to really live and create the most magical year of our lives. And um, people are very welcome to, to join the course that's active as we speak, and they'll find details, as I say, under services on, on willpie.com. I'm glad you've mentioned your website, Will, because there is so much there. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well worth a visit, everybody. Will Pie. P-Y-E dot com and take a look. Wow. So could you t would you want to tell us a little bit more about this wonderful... I love the title, Living Impeccably. Whoa. Empowering, yeah. Enlightened, Thriving. Wow. Great words. Yeah. Aren't they? Aren't they? It really came about as a consequence of my own practice and my own self-nourishment and I started sharing it on Facebook live and people were joining in and developing their own practices and their own focuses and I get a lot of joy and pleasure out of empowering and inspiring others to uh, to 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 live their greatest life to live their greatest happiness and so on and it seemed very natural then to to create something a bit more of a a, a constructed carefully thought through syllabus and so on and so what we've created with my my team of mostly volunteers is this uh, year long though I think it may now actually just become an ongoing option for mm -hmm. people to join and we have a, a weekly short and sweet session which is uh, at 5.30 a.m. Melbourne time which is 8.30 p.m. back in the UK and 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon in, in California. So it kind of works for everyone. There's about 35 or 40 of us right now, and we join in meditation. There's a teaching. There's a, a particular practice to focus on for the week. There's preparatory materials to sharpen people's focus. And uh, we then also have a, a deep dive once a month. Uh, I should say, actually, the short and sweet it was meant to be a half an hour, but we've been having so much fun that they've been going on for an hour. And I think we're kind of all in agreement that um, an hour is really an optimum time for us to drop fully into joy, into peace, and to share all that we want to share. So we, we utilize Zoom, this wonderful platform where you're looking at the screen mm -hmm. and you see the 
25, 30 other people around the world all there and people can share and ask questions and share their experiences. So it's a very powerful experience to be connected with people in this way, even if we're on the other side of the world. Absolutely. And it comes to mind, Will, that we were talking before about if one's feeling depressed, you know, to reach out to others. And we're so fortunate in this day and age to have social media and the internet. Uh, so we might not feel like facing other, being with others physically, but we can reach out on Facebook and such things. And what a wonderful group you have created. One mind, one heart, one magical year living impeccably. I do suggest listeners you check out Will's website and under services have a look at living impeccably. Wow. What a wonderful thing to do. And here in Australia, we're very fortunate because it would be starting, especially on the East Coast. I feel for those in WA because it would be 3.30 a.m. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't really... have any Western Australian participants. <laughs> uh, but 5.30, wow, very, very good. Great way to start the day. And in the UK, mm-hmm. great way to end the day. And for those in the US, well, a nice little afternoon um, pick-me-up, if you like, or yes. So really, when we're sharing, expressing gratitude, it picks us up, I've noticed, it doesn't it? It, it feels fabulous. It really fabulous. lifts our vibration, our energy. Yeah, it sure does. And this, this is the, the, the key thing about gratitude. It is, a, it is a vibration. It is a feeling state. And the power that we have to shift our state of consciousness, to shift our mood, just by spending a minute or two minutes giving attention to that which we appreciate in life, the bird song, the chocolate, the, the rivers we see, our <laughs> eyesight, our hearing, all that we, you know, we can just go on and on and on and on. And the, the mind tends to look at problems. So this corrective practice of gratitude opens up our vision to the beauty and to the good that is here right now. And, uh, yeah, it's a real joy to, to remind people and to share this powerful practice. Indeed. Well, you've given us an absolute gift because we can join with you. What day, is there a regular day of the week that it happens? Yeah, the Living Impeccably is every Monday morning. Uh, So that's Monday morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time, Melbourne or Sydney time. Um, So every Sunday evening for my friends in the UK and, and Sunday afternoon for my friends in the US. Uh, I also, for those of you who perhaps are listening in Melbourne, we have a meeting in Love, Truth and Laughter, a regular Saturday morning meditation gathering here in Abbotsford in Melbourne. And uh, I've also got some events coming up in the US soon, which I must get onto my website, Um, a retreat in Tennessee in October. I'll be touring around in October and and, uh, 
early November as well. So people can connect with my mailing list on my website and also on Facebook. Lots of uh, great content there as well. And be kept in touch with all the events as the details are confirmed and locations are confirmed as well. What a wonderful lifestyle, Will, that you can travel the world and share with other people. I am very, very blessed. I regularly uh, have to, not literally, uh, pinch myself as I look at (laughs) the stunning beauty of my life. I am very fortunate. And the more fortunate I realize I am, the more lucky I get if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. There's something very powerful in realizing how lucky we are. We tend to get luckier. (laughs) Yes. A friend of mine years ago said that it wasn't luck. It was good fortune, semantics. However, because we have have done the work as such. Mm -hmm. And And I can agree with you because I have been a a global traveler. I actually call myself a global citizen. I've been mm-hmm. at home more regularly in recent years because grandchildren have appeared, and that's very <laughs> much a, a good reason to remain based in Melbourne. However, I delight in traveling the globe, and so, like you, it's like oh, I am blessed and I say that so often and I'm incredibly grateful and I can see that the more I'm aware and am grateful, the more that does come into my path and uh, it's like, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So here we are. I hope we're inspiring people because I like to say that I'm an ordinary person living an extraordinary life. And if I'm able to do it, anybody can do it. And Will, you're another example of that. Yeah, for sure. Very ordinary guy with all my neuroses and human limitations and humanity and all the rest. But uh, through practice and and a lot of grace and good fortune, I am extraordinarily blessed. And I think as you're suggesting, there are principles here that anyone can apply. They're they're scientific principles, spiritually scientific principles. And gratitude certainly is is such a powerful shift. An experiment anyone can do is to live for a week. And for that week, Spend a few minutes at the start of every day and a few minutes at the end of every day giving focus to that which they appreciate, to that which has happened that they appreciate, to that which is is going to happen, which they're looking forward to, to just feel thanks, to feel gratitude, to feel appreciation and see what happens after a week. See what happens to your levels of well-being, see what happens to the amounts of good fortune and uh, delightful synchronistic phenomena and so on that might be showing up as a consequence of our shift in way of being. Yes. And sometimes we can overlook the gratitude. So as you say, to be mindful and spend, even as 
we're going to bed or first thing in the morning uh, to be grateful. I, a girlfriend of mine a few years ago gave me a book which she had decorated at the front and it's called My Gratitude Book. And mm-hmm. it's fun to actually write down and t- every day to come up with different things that I'm grateful for. Because as you said before, Will, there's so much we could go on and on and on. And so to in the moment and during the day, we can think, okay, oh, turn on the tap. I'm grateful for running water. And I'm grateful for yeah. hot running water. Absolutely. The things that we can take for granted the fact that I can go to my wardrobe and I have a selection of clothes that I can choose to wear that are appropriate for whatever climate I'm in yeah we're extraordinarily blessed to be living in Melbourne to be able to communicate via the internet everyone here listening has some degree of uh, of wealth in order to have the internet or to have the electronic device that's allowing this listening to occur everyone that's listening certainly has the capacity to listen to hear you know so there's there's always things that we can overlook and my my favorite practice i want to share it is i jump out of bed in the morning at 4:30 or 5 o'clock and i open my arms i open the heart open the chest and I breathe in love and I thank. I, I, I go through a few things. And as you imply there, Annette, it's important, I think, to keep it fresh. So it's not just a, a mm-hmm. habitual, you know, thanks for my family, thanks for chocolate, but rather to actually be creative and allow the new to emerge and to really revisit the beautiful things that are here in our lives. And that rewires the brain ultimately we know this from our uh, recent research into neuroplasticity that to train the brain to be in positivity and thanks in the morning is something that through consistent practice will actually make it more likely that the next day that you wake up that will happen more naturally more easily Um, certainly it's not my habitual conditioning to awaken in the morning and think, hey, great, I want to jump out of bed. <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a cold winter's morning, then the thoughts are, oh, I need more sleep, you know, something like this. So I, I, I think to uh, update that operating system to one that's more, more true, actually. I realized that the other day I did go back to sleep. And, of course, sometimes we... We need sleep, and it's a good idea to go back mm. to sleep. But I, I realized that in not jumping out of bed in gratitude and celebration, there was something that was essentially a, a lie. I put it this way, that it was actually a lie. It was dishonest, because my life is so beautiful, <laughs> and I love living so much that I don't want to waste even a half moment there in the morning Denying that truth, denying that truth, yeah. Wonderful. So there's something else for us to do when we wake (laughs) up. 
maybe not literally jump out of bed, but <laughs> to open our <laughs> arms and open our heart. And just see, opening our arms and we're able to stretch them out. The simple stretching. We don't find do yoga if you're drawn to it because it's fabulous but by stretching through the body and stretching our arms out that is actually yoga and so you know we can it can be so simple it doesn't have to be complicated and we are so fortunate will that we have such choice so think about what you would like to do how do you start the day is it with a grumble oh it's morning or are you greeting the morning even being aware and then realizing that hmm if I'm going oh I've got to go to work uh, change that perception and be grateful that you have work and to realize why you're grateful for the work. Because it gives you money, because it then allows you to put food on the table for your family. <sighs> Gratitude. And yeah. some of us might be grateful because we, I know yesterday I had an unexpected free open day wow <laughs> it was fabulous because it was a case of well what would I like to do and again gave myself the choice and for part of the day I was simply being and I was aware of how important that day was to me simply to be, to get a few tasks done that had been um, adding up. And Will, I often hear people say, oh, I've done nothing today. And I think that is so incorrect because simply by being, okay, I might choose to sit on the couch. I might choose to have a siesta it's not nothing it might be different to what I plan to do but we're always doing something yeah and we live in a culture that rather glorifies doing doing and having and yet happiness and joy is found in in being in my experience so uh, I think there's a great deal to be said to deconstruct to decondition that idea that we have to be busy or that we have to be doing and yes to spend time napping to spend time just walking not to get anywhere in particular but just to enjoy the experience of walking to enjoy the beauty around us and uh, this 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 is really the the more subtle essence of radical gratitude is that to be is enjoyable and to be aware to be awake, to be conscious, is an extraordinary gift and a bit of a mystery. And to be aware of being aware, <laughs> we can't help but feel gratitude. We really can't help it. Mm. I'm happy you had wonderful... a day of, of freedom. Yes, it was so good. 
so good. And I've got a little bit more time again today. So it's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Will, let's encourage our listeners to visit your website, willpie.com. Take a little visit around Will's website. Read up on Radical Gratitude. Take advantage of this wonderful group that meets weekly. Groups are fabulous, Will, aren't they? And you intimated that earlier. Uh, with because we enjoy being with other people. And so how wonderful that here is an opportunity to meet with people around the world. And maybe, listeners, you might like to get a group of friends together. You could do it physically as well. Yeah, there's so much to be said. Indeed, I, I understand that some of the longitudinal studies are now showing that more important than our exercise activity, more important than whether we smoke or not, is the quality of our connection with friends and family, that this is actually a more powerful indicator of long-term health outcomes. So getting together with friends is is so good for us on so many levels. I, I'm really... A, I've had to learn this because I'm, I'm a bit of a lone wolf or I certainly have been very, very, very independent. I love solitude. I love silence. I love being by myself. And I've really learned in the last 10 years, in my late 20s and into my 30s now, what it is to open in the heart, to open to being with people and recognizing the value of community and the value of connection. And I personally have not experienced any more delightful and joyful and beneficial community than spiritual community, community where we are joining around the intention to be in truth, to be connected with love, to be connected with each other, to be in gratitude and so on. It's really been an unexplainable um, an unspeakable joy to mm -hmm. receive all the materials that people send back to me with the intentions they have for this year that we're spending together. It's, it's, it's very, very precious. So I hope that we're all experiencing now a little bit of connection with each other as we're uh, li listening to Annette and I speak around the world. Yes. Mm. It is empowering. <laughs> I know there are times when I feel as though I'm going to burst. It's uh, burst with joy. I mean, what a wonderful feeling. Uh, yes. And I know recently I've become more aware, Will, that... Uh, somebody might be mirroring my behavior if um, especially on the road if um, somebody might come across in front of me rather quickly and then and I'll go oh and then I'll think mm, but didn't I do that <laughs> such a, and so I I'm becoming aware of 
my my actions and then so then I'm grateful for that because it pulls me up and makes me uh, think about how I am being a motorist am I being considerate and I know I I like to let people who might be sitting um, if I'm in a stream of traffic and there's somebody wanting to join that stream if it's appropriate, I let them in. And I know the first time then that somebody actually let me in, it was like, oh, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. The more I do it, the more it happens for me. Yeah, for sure. My experience is similar. I, when I first uh, was driving in my early 20s, I was a, an angry young man and I would experience road rage and you know I'd, I'd shout and swear when someone pulled in front of me causing me to break suddenly or something like this and I, I when I began meditating I, I saw all this rather more clearly <clears throat> excuse me there was a slowing down of thoughts and it became easier to actually just be aware of this slightly insane reactive process that unfolds and as that has been seen through and undone and a greater calm and presence has developed I don't have anything like those experiences anymore I experience Mm -hmm. good drivers I experience kind drivers letting me in just as you're describing Uh, so our Mm -hmm. tending to our own joy and kindness in a very powerful way seen and unseen creates a, a, a kinder more generous world that's right and that's what we're after isn't it we need to be able to, and it's simple. I figure that when I'm living in and through love, then that's what I'm spreading out. It's a ripple effect. And how wonderful when we have people all over the world being involved in a group such as yours. And I know that there are, are, are lots of groups springing up, whether it be via the internet or in communities and the more that we can live through and in love the better we're going to make this world yeah it's rather like this radio that we're on people can turn the dial at least you used to be able to on the old radio set you could turn the dial to pick up a particular offering a particular frequency and we're all in this way emitting a frequency And when we're offering the frequency or the vibration or the song of happiness or joy or gratitude, then that is something that people are able to pick up themselves. It's something they can tune into if they, in their own free will and empowerment, choose to. So uh, a lot to be said for our own happiness. Indeed. Thank you so, so much, Will Pye, for joining me and my listeners today. Thank you, listeners, for being with me. I return next week with Janet Hickok. Bye for now. May you live in gratitude. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. 
Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.